0: You're listening to The Rural Roundup, a show that rounds up the latest news in agriculture. I'm Kerry Hammond for the Farm Advisory Service. We caught up with Tiffany this week to find out what's been happening in the rural
1: sector. Today we have a brief update on SAGs. Discuss Track 2 of the National Test Programme and introduce the QMS Beef Strategy 2030. An update on the Sustainable Agricultural Capital Grant Scheme. Grant offers have been made to 572 farmers, worth a total of £4.74 million. Pounds. Hopefully, if you applied to the grant scheme, you've already seen and accepted your offer. Applicants had 14 days to accept the offer. Once the offer has been accepted, farmers have until the 28th of February to purchase equipment and claim the grant. If you're looking to claim funding under Preparing for Sustainable Farming, which is available for carbon audits and soil sampling, the ability to claim for carbon audits that have been completed is now live. Soil analysis claim functionality will follow on later this year. Track two of the National Test Programme, which is Testing Actions for Sustainable Farming, has begun. The purpose of this is to build a better understanding of how new conditions or activities could be applied to future support and ensure delivery of environmental outcomes in a way that supports sustainable businesses. While track one is designed to help future-proof farms, track two is about future-proofing the sector. The first phase of this is a sector-wide survey, which has been running through July and will continue into August. If you're invited by email to take part in the first round of questionnaires, the deadline is today, the 27th of July. All participants will receive £50, so it is worthwhile taking the time to do it. Any gaps in the survey results will be identified and further groups of people will be invited to take part in August. Additionally, you can volunteer to take part. Please see the link in the show notes below. Following the survey, the next part of TSF will involve a pilot to test a list of actions that are appropriate to be a requirement or condition of future support. Participants will be drawn from those who took part in the survey. This is an exciting opportunity for farmers, crofters and producers to help shape future policy, and with the pilots to take advantage of support in those activities that could become conditions of future enhanced payments. Phase two is likely to take place in autumn 2023. The return of the Royal Highland show gave Quality Meat Scotland the opportunity to release their beef strategy 2030, which sets out key objectives for the beef sector to achieve a strong future for the industry. With invaluable industry input and consultation, the strategy looks to build on current strengths and address some of the weaknesses and threats and to deliver the vision that by 2030, the Scottish beef supply chain will comprise profitable, sustainable and resilient businesses built on a skilled workforce. The Scottish beef industry will seek to continue to deliver high value quality beef and beef products to domestic and international customers, produced to world leading animal health and welfare standards in a way that has reduced the sector's carbon emissions by 75% from 1990 levels. Thank you for listening. See you again in a fortnight. We have
0: a brand new upskilling programme available for new entrants to farming. Let's find out more from Kerry Ritchie from the Farm Advisory Service and John Sinclair from Craigie's Farm Shop.
2: Hi. I'm Kerry Ritchie, and I'd like to tell you about a new Dragon's Den style initiative for new entrants called How to Establish a Successful Farm Business. If you're a new entrant to farming interested in developing your ideas and building your business skills, your knowledge and confidence to develop a successful business, then why not join other new entrants at a forthcoming workshop, How to Establish a Successful Farm Business, Make Your Mark, being held at Craigie's, South Queensferry, at 7 p.m. on Tuesday, the 2nd of August. You'll get to hear from five inspirational industry speakers. John Sinclair, the farmer entrepreneur behind Craigie's. Andy Ritchie, regional managing partner at Azet's; Sandy Wilkie, previously of Muller and Robert Wiseman Dairies. And Claire Pollock and Nikki Storer from Ardross Farm Shop. These speakers will enthuse, they will motivate and they will share their stories and experience. The host and farm venue for this workshop is Craigie's in South Queensferry on the outskirts of Edinburgh. And I'm joined today by John Sinclair, the farmer entrepreneur behind Craigie's.
3: Hi Kerry. Yeah, the delegates will get to see behind the scenes basically at Craigie's and just learn about how we've we've got to being a you know from being a dairy farm with you know one one employee to uh, to being a destination on the on the edge of Edinburgh with uh, eighty employees. So yeah, it's not 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 being uh, a sort of plain sailing all the way. So you'll know, we'll we have a chat about some of the the issues we've had and how we've dealt with them uh, to get to where we are today.
2: New entrants are often considered more innovative, more likely to invest and adopt new technologies and techniques. And actually, they're really essential for the sustainability of the Scottish farming industry. However, it's really important that these new entrants have the skills and ability to act upon opportunities as they arise. And really, that's what this initiative is about. Um, John, have you got any thoughts on how important it is for new entrants to take opportunities when they arise?
3: I think it's really important for everyone to take these opportunities and attend events. You know, I, you know I'm I'm still learning every day. So you know, just by speaking to um, your know, people, uh, you're know, coming along to the events. It's it's great. You pick up ideas. So you know, I think. Come along to the event, uh, have a your know, chat to those that have maybe been involved in it for a few years, and just learn uh, about you know, what what might work and what might not work. So it's a, a great sound, great chance to connect as a sound sounding board for your ideas.
2: And this workshop is the first of several events and outputs that will help potential new entrants progress and grow. To provide access to experts, success stories from the sector, and new entrants, they're faced with a number of barriers to entry. And this event and the program of activity that follows, will highlight the key skills and actions required to be successful and make your mark. The Farm Advisory Service also provides one-to-one mentoring opportunities for new entrants and details can be found on the FAS website, FAS.scott. I'm sure all of the speakers at the workshop on the 2nd of August will highlight the importance of research and planning and, and taking that first step, that leap of faith. John, if I was to say to you, what are your top three tips for new entrants, what would they be?
3: Yeah, probably tip number one would be, you know, surround yourself with great people. I mean, whether that be in your own team uh, or, or people you're, you're you're getting help and advice from. You know, and that's going to be just tapping into, you know, there's lots of free help and advice out there. You know, coming along to events such as this as a prime example. Second part is really work on your business plan and make sure that you know, your plan is, is really robust and you sound it off uh, anyone you, you can when, you've, when you get that opportunity. And finally, you know, just aim, aim high, be ambitious, and you just really work hard at achieving your goal. It's not easy. If it was easy, everyone would be doing it.
2: Absolutely. If you're a new entrant or a potential new entrant looking to aim high, take the opportunity to join us at this free event to learn from great speakers, speakers with experience of successful farm business development and this is also a real opportunity to make new and useful connections. Attendees will have the opportunity to influence future webinar content and shape it to their needs and will be given future access to a critical success factors publication to help them build that strong business plan. Attendees will also have the opportunity to apply to join a smaller group and benefit from further support and then the potential to pitch their idea in a safe space to dragons to gain valuable one-to-one feedback. The value here is focused support, the opportunity to learn from experienced entrepreneurs and to get expert feedback in a safe environment, getting you ready to take that step and develop your own successful farm business. So please do join us at Craigie's on Tuesday, the 2nd of August at 7 p.m. For this first workshop, how to establish a successful farm business, make your mark. You'll find the sign-up information link in the show notes.
0: George Chalmers and Robert Ramsey put their heads together to share their opinions on regenerative agriculture.
4: Hi George, how are things up the road in Turriff today?
5: Everything's fine, Robert. How's things down the road with you?
4: Yeah, really good. We've a lovely spell of weather and the uh, everybody's happy. Combines are rolling, life's good.
5: Initial expectations are that things are, are quite decent, to be quite honest with you. The winter bar they look quite good. Yeah, so far so good. Just as long as the weather holds out we'll be fine. Today, George, we
4: were gonna have a, a just a quick chat about regenerative agriculture and organics. We... Where are your guys in Turriff um, with regards to organics
5: and regen? There's a lot of interest in it. I think it's early days for some. We do have people up here who have been on the organic journey for a while. And to be fair, making a job of it, there's, there's some organic vegetable growers uh, and there's some organic livestock or mixed farmers and they're making a success of it. They've been doing it for a number of years. I've one client in particular. Um, he makes the organic way work for him. Um, it's a success. The fact he's got one farm, it perhaps is a bit limited in its capabilities, but he's, you know, embraced the organic concepts of or going clover and such like, and it's working for him. What about down with you? we have a different climate down there.
4: Yeah, it's a different climate. And, and certainly... It suit, the organic job suits the dry farms and we we do have a high rainfall area, but there's an there's an awful lot of stuff for me, and there's a lot of guys heading the same direction, there's an awful lot of good things in the organic world and in the regen world particularly that can be cherry picked and added added into conventional systems. I think it's about that you know, it doesn't it's not necessarily all or nothing. There's there's bits to pick from it. And the clover examples, the, the prime example this year, those that have invested and soil fertility and, and clover haven't been impacted as much by the whole fertilizer story as those that haven't. So, interesting, you know, interesting view and seeing how people are positioning their business around these things. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what you think though, but. Is it going to save the world, the regenerative stuff? Do you think we've got – do you think that the claims there are, are strong
5: enough that we're, we can reverse climate change? I think it is uh, – I, I see where you're coming from, with the cherry picking, and I think there is a lot of that. I mean, farming tends – it doesn't tend to be revolutions in farming, it evolves. Uh, things – Happen. Uh, they, they, there will. There are good ideas. We see people now being more interested in clovers, herbal lays, all things of both b- borrowing from the organic side, whether or the regen group. Um, so I think that's where things that's where things are moving. is going that way as well. Um, provided it's carrot and not stick, um, things will gradually move that way. Uh, people who go down that route they have to think more about what they do. There's no doubt about that. Um, they have to be a bit more intuitive. They can't just think, oh, well, that's now working. I better chuck on some more nitrogen. I better go and get some weed killer, someone like that. They, tend not, they, don't, they don't have that option.
4: I think I should actually, I'm going to rephrase the way I put it because I probably sounded very cynical. And I think there's an awful lot of good stuff here. And of course, soil health, soil carbon, there's a heap of positive stories to tell, but we really need to watch what we're telling our consumer. You know, I I feel we're at a time when we've got a, you know, a a consumer that's a lot more focused on what we do and we need to make sure that we're actually walking the talk and that the bold claims that we're making are actually going to have a tangible benefit for our consumer. Because if we, if we don't have the consumer on side, we've got nothing at all. Um, But definitely, you know, I think the, the principles of all of this are, a lot of them are, are rooted in what our grandparents did and great grandparents did and as you, your evolution point is is quite right you know the the systems evolving or or the industry's evolving and individual systems are evolving and, and i think it's a really exciting time to be farming there's there's scope to make changes and there's there's an appetite in the industry and and at the consumer end for change so it's a really exciting
5: time to be Kicking on and, and making changes in the business. I think I think as well. It's for your what would you call them, conventional farmers as well. There can be a wee bit of scepticism about some of these methods, and there's almost a divisiveness sometimes. Um, some practitioners of uh, they're, they're they're quite zealous and zealous in their in their in their approaches to these things, and it almost it's it's divisive almost, you know. Um, I don't think these methods necessarily, you know, it, it, they don't necessarily make you a better farmer, but they make you think an awful lot more.
4: And, and the big worry for me that that divisiveness is really the last place in an industry that's under pressure. We are better better together, you know, di- divide, divide and conquer, I suppose. You know, we we should be backing each other, supporting each other and, and, and learning yeah, it, from it, each it other.
5: It comes back to this, you know, people looking and saying, right, what can we What can we take them to some of these other farms? What, what are they doing that we could be doing? It could benefit us. Um, rather than thinking, oh, well, that's not for me. That's, you know, that's, that's, that's eerie-fairy stuff. I'm not getting involved in that.
4: Yeah. I'm really quite excited, actually. We've got, there's all these new FAS Connect groups on the go. Um, one of the one, I'm running one in, in the southwest, which is actually looking at exactly what we're talking about, is how do we, you know, where are the the good points where's the good stuff within all this regen organic type systems what what can we draw out and you know i've got 15 guys who are really empowered and really quite excited about doing that and and also you know doing their bit for climate change doing their bit for biodiversity and also putting food on the table and keeping themselves in business exciting
5: times Yeah, Robert, that sounds really interesting. Um, It'll be really good to see what these groups uh, produce and uh, these outputs are shared across the country.
0: Jeanette Sutherland is running the Farm Advisory Service's first online personal development book club. The first book that the book club is going to read is Who Moved My Cheese by Spencer Johnson. You can join in the virtual book club on the 29th of September or just tune in and read along with our bite-sized book clubs here on the Rural Roundup. Over
6: to you, Jeanette. Today's book club segment will discuss the importance of having a sense of humour and being able to laugh at yourself. In the fable, Who Moved My Cheese?, a sudden and dramatic event occurs. The main characters, Sniff and Scurry, a pair of mice, and Hem and Haw, little people, are rocked by the removal of their cheese. In this book, the cheese is a metaphor for anything rewarding in your life or work. It may be profit, winning an award, family time, or spending time on a hobby. The book follows each character and how they react to the change that has been thrust upon them. One of the characters we follow in this book doesn't make any positive changes to his situation, not until he learns to laugh at himself, and then he can make changes to his daily life. Laughing at himself gave Hall the perspective to realise his current approach was not working. Often in farming and crofting, everything can feel very serious. However, as Spencer Johnson, the author of this book, remarked, having the ability to see the lighter side of your situation is a very mentally healthy place to be and allows you to be more flexible in your approach. Sadly, overwhelming and stressful situations often result in us losing our sense of humour. It's really important to keep talking at these times. Jim Smith, the comic, fronted RSABI's Keep Talking campaign in 2020, encouraging folk to stay connected and look out for one another. Sometimes, a conversation that can seem inconsequential to one person can make the difference in lifting the other person's sights from their own problems and help them break negative thought patterns. Never underestimate the power of sharing funny stories with your friends to boost their outlook and your own resilience. In this fable, before the cheese was removed, the little people suffered from the arrogance of success. Having a healthy view of your own folly can help ameliorate this and prevent the arrogance of success blinding us to the opportunity of enjoying what we have achieved. The pressure of success often sucks the enjoyment out of it. Social media is a fixture of life that really wasn't in existence when this fable was written in 1998. A sense of humour and ability to own one's own folly could perhaps prevent much of the polarised and ultimately fruitless debate on social media. After all, as the legendary Joan Rivers said, when you can laugh at yourself, no one can ever make a fool of you. Join the conversation and discuss the lessons you've learned from Who Moved My Cheese at our virtual book club on the 29th of September, 2022.
0: We're always busy at the Farm Advisory Service, bringing you timely information, useful resources and hosting events and groups to help you build your farming network. You heard from John and Kerry earlier in the episode about their new Dragon's Den style initiative for new entrants to farming. The link to book the first workshop is in the show notes. The first workshop is called How to Establish a Successful Farm Business, Make Your Mark, and will be held at Craigie's Farm Shop on Tuesday, the 2nd of August at 7pm. If you're a woman who lives and or works in agriculture and you live in the Aberdeenshire or Angus areas, We have an on-farm session coming up on Thursday the 11th of August at 10am in Mintlaw. This meeting will be pulling back the curtain on carbon audits and is a chance to find practical solutions to reduce your farm's carbon footprint. The booking link can be found in the show notes. This week I met Rosanna Fraser, a senior rural surveyor at Bidwells, and I asked her, what's on your desk?
7: I am Rosanna Fraser. I'm an associate with Bidwells in Perth and I work in our estates management and professional team. The work that we're seeing coming through uh, at the moment is largely a, a I would say a huge fallout from the um, pandemic and two years of of people having lots of time on their hands, sitting at home, and perhaps uh, much like my family, having children come back home and um, be an opportunity to um, consider future and and how that might look. And so that's led to to two different um, streams of work, one of which being a lot of uh, tax planning exercises and valuations for passing assets farms, land, estates onto the next generation. Um, but the other thing that I am seeing a lot of at the moment is agricultural holdings um, work and, and to the same extent, passing tenancies on to the next generation and restructuring farm tenancy agreements and a lot of that has followed on from the the tenants amnesty work that concluded in in 2020 as well so it's all been quite natural progression but i think it's largely a result of of everyone having so much time on their hands and having family round the dinner table for for a couple of months to to um give those um conversations time to to blossom all my life I have lived and enjoyed being in the rural Scotland um, and I've grown up on a farm. I always knew that I wanted to work in the agricultural sector or the countryside. I, I knew that the city life was never going to be the one for me. But equally I, I knew that I wasn't going to be going home and, and sitting in a tractor every day. And um I, I knew that I wanted to do something that I, I saw would make a bit of a difference to the, the rural sector and, and could drive something forward. And the policy side of things was always something that really interested me. But um, by being a surveyor, I, I feel I've really got the best of both worlds. I can, can work with the farmers, I can work with the people on the ground, but I also have a voice that's able to feed in higher up in the industry as well. And, and that for me is, is the best of um, the, the, the rural community, I suppose, and, and sector that it is. So I grew up on a beef and sheep farm in Murrayshire, um, just near the small town of Forres. Um, And um, I am one of three. We um, were all very involved in in the farm, particularly lambing time and things from a very young age. And we were always brought up being part of the business and, and being pretty hands-on. and um, Whilst one of my brothers is now taking everything over at home, I am still very involved and, and able to offer him support where he, he needs it um, and very much keep a hand in um, with with them, but um, have always lived rurally and am very much a, a country girl at heart. I think the part of my job that I enjoy the most is, is probably the people. At the end of the day, um, I can spend... Days sitting behind a computer trying to work things out for myself, but if the people on the ground aren't willing to buy into my suggestions, then it's it's all for nothing. And whether that's landowners, whether that's contract farmers, tenant farmers, whether that's shepherds that I'm bringing in onto an estate for a, a one-off job, if the people aren't going to work with me, then it's it's not going to be a successful outcome for anybody. And so I I love bringing different people together and finding an outcome that works for everyone. And um, that applies to to everything from hill sheep farming to arable contract farms in southern Perthshire. The the people are what make it. and, And that's the most important thing for us all the the things that i'm most passionate about are the countryside and and making sure that it's there for future generations to enjoy but also protecting the the wonderful asset that we have and um making sure that we we can continue to produce high quality food and we can continue to look after our countryside and provide jobs and and homes for People to to stay in these beautiful areas. And um, I am a huge advocate of driving what we are already doing in terms of natural capital on on farms and what we've already got and and trying to demonstrate that that actually what the agricultural sector and the rural sector in Scotland have been doing for years is very important and and emphasise that, yes, we need to progress things and, and there is obviously a recognition that we move towards net zero But rural Scotland has to continue to be productive and and, and passionate about making sure we find that balance. So outside of work, I have um, for my sins, I suppose, recently uh, taken on the challenge of my first half Ironman. So, along with a very good friend, um, having agreed to sign up over a bottle of wine, we are now four and a half weeks away from taking part in our first 70.3 triathlon, um, which in fact is our first triathlon full stop, having uh, never tried a multi-sport event before. So, um, currently doing a lot of miles on the bike and a lot of miles of running um, each week, which um, when you mix post Highland Show COVID in with the current heat wave is um, becoming quite a challenge. So um, yeah, that's that's certainly keeping me busy when I'm not at my desk. I am a very focused person, both inside work and, and out with. I am somebody who likes to have a goal and will work towards that. Um, the more challenging, the better often. And um, whether that's um, signing up for a triathlon or whether that's winning the next big rent negotiation for for my client, um, it, it doesn't matter what, what the outcome, what the goal is. Um, I, I always want to get the best outcome possible for myself and and that applies to both my own personal life and to to my professional life too so um i think i'm i'm pretty focused and a, a very driven um, individual who likes to to get the right result So if there is anything that I have covered today that sparked your interest and um, you think a conversation with me could offer you more help or or help your family come to the the big decisions that may need to be made, then please do not hesitate to get in touch with myself or or other colleagues within Bidwells and we would be delighted to have a discussion with you and, and see what we could offer.
0: If you'd like to find out more about Bidwells or connect directly with Rosanna, you can find their website and Rosanna's LinkedIn in the show notes below. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Rural Roundup. If you like the show, please follow or subscribe to make sure you get notified each time a new episode is available. Please feel free to leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. And if you need to contact us, you can find all of our contact details in the show notes below. See you back here in a fortnight.